this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. young lad from the north come down from Hena all the way today just to uh, just to bring you the word of God so I love Dave he's a a man of the words and I'm just so thrilled to hear what he's got to bring so Dave over to you Uh, (laughs) right I got the privilege this morning of continuing in worship because that's what we're going to do It's no different to what we've just been doing because we bow our hearts before the word of God in worship. I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the first 15 verses. But brothers, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for you are not yet ready for it. And even now, you're not yet ready, for you're still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos. Are you not being merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skillful master builder, I have laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test What sort of work each one has done? If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. We are now going to have some wonderful prophetic artwork on the screen. Isn't that good? 
you may be thinking, what on earth has that got to do with what I've just been reading? <laughs> well, actually, it has, there is a very strong connection because what we're going to be thinking about and what I'm going to be talking about this morning is towards maturity, having the right pr- pr- perspectives and proportions. Growing up is all about learning the right perspectives and proportions. Now, here we have a house. That, that's how one of our junior prophetic budding artists sees a house and a car. And here are his mum and dad. Isn't that good? Well, not really, is it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not really how a house and a car and people look, is it? But it is a child's perspective. That's the point. It's a child's perspective on a house, a car, and his mum and dad. Now the, the car is actually bigger than the house. But that is how a child sees the world. Well, not really. I'm sure their eyes are as good as ours. But that's how they perceive. And this section of scripture that I've just read is all about going towards maturity, from immaturity to maturity. Paul, when he went to Corinth, he spent 18 months there, which was a long time for Paul. He didn't usually spend 18 months anywhere. When he went to Thessalonica, it was only a matter of weeks And he got chased out of town. But 18 months he spent there amongst those people who came out of exactly the same kind of society that we live in today. Uh, It was a society that um, was in a sense sophisticated in their own kind of way. But There was a culture of sexual immorality. In those days, to Corinthianize was in fact to indulge in every kind of sexual immorality conceivable. They were steeped in Greek philosophy, in idolatry, in materialism and party spirit. Now, doesn't that just about sum up our society today? Doesn't it? It does. But these people became Christians. They became born again by the Spirit of God. Paul nowhere in this epistle says that they weren't born again and didn't belong to the Lord. But in all the time that he spent there, that 18 months, he said, I fed you with milk because you were still infants. Still people perceiving the world like that, spiritually. 
without proportion and perspective. And I don't know how long it was after Paul left Corinth before he had to write to them because of all the problems in the church. But Paul says, look, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. That's while I was with you over that time. And even now you're not ready. Now, there's nothing wrong with that artwork for a small child. But if I were to ask one of you adults to draw me a house and a car and your mum and dad, and you did that, I think that there was something wrong. (laughs) I would think that there was something wrong with your perspective and perception of life, of reality around you. But this is the situation that Paul was dealing with in the church. And the biggest problem that the church has are Christians who don't grow up. Overall, not talking necessarily about this church, because I'm still getting to know people. I've still got a lot of growing to do. And if you're honest, you've still got a lot of growing to do. Because your perception of what God says in his word And spiritually, many of us are still children because we've still got so much more to grasp. Haven't we? That's why we meet together on a regular basis, because we need to keep growing. If we don't, if we neglect meeting together with brothers and sisters there is a real danger that we can stop growing. So there was a problem with a lack of growth in this church. And how did it manifest itself? There was groups of people saying, I follow Paul. Others saying, I follow Apollos. Now Paul, when he went to Corinth, he he didn't come to them speaking like a clever person. He could have done. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, well versed in the scriptures. He was very knowledgeable. He'd had an amazing education. He could have, well, he could have blown the socks off all of them intellectually. But he didn't. He came to them only wanting to know Christ and him crucified. Foolishness to the Greeks, a stumbling block to the Jews. But Apollos had also come and ministered to them. Paul had sown seed. Apollos then watered the seed. But Apollos, he was a really good orator. He was a really good speaker. But he was also very well versed in the scriptures. And he knew what he was talking about. He he could persuade the Jews from the scriptures intellectually even if they didn't believe on the Lord he was so well versed in the scriptures and Paul had sown seed over those 18 months 
Apollos had come along a little while later and he had watered the seed. That's why Paul says, why are some of you so immature as saying, I follow Paul and I follow Apollos. I am intellectual, you know. I'm just ordinary working class. Why are all these divisions in the church following Peter and others saying, I follow Christ. I'm so spiritual. <laughs> it's childish, isn't it? It's this kind of thing. But you expect a child to be a child, but you don't expect when people are born again of the Spirit of God, which Paul acknowledges that they are, that they stay behaving and perceiving and seeing things as children do. Now he says you're behaving like mere men. You're behaving like unbelievers. Well, we can all see how unbelievers behave, can't we? Politically, in sport, in business. But unfortunately, that kind of behaviour sometimes continues in the church, but it's immaturity. Those who are not in Christ, in the church, they haven't begun to perceive, they haven't even begun to see. They're dead in trespasses and sins, they're not even alive. But those of us in the church, we should leave all the stuff behind as far as behaving like those people outside are concerned. Paul says, Apollos and myself, we're only servants, we're nothing. Compared to God who makes the seed grow. It's true in reality, isn't it? Farmers go and sow seed and God sends the rain And the seed grows because there's life in it. God has given it life. So a sense of perspective and proportion is needed. Who is important in the church? It's God. It's Christ. It's the Holy Spirit. Not any man. And then Paul says... By the grace of God given to me, and and take note of that, it's the grace of God given to him that he, as a skilled master builder, had laid a foundation. So he had sowed seed, he'd laid a foundation. Paul, he said actually we're nothing, but compared to God. He wasn't saying to the Corinthians, just disregard us, you know, say, well, they're, they're just a bunch of nothings. We don't need to take notice of them. No. L- listen to what the scripture says about how we should consider our leaders. Hebrews 13, verse 7. Remember your leaders. Those who spoke to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their life and imitate their faith. Then in verse 17, obey your leaders and submit to them for they are keeping watch over your souls as those 
who will give an account. 1 Thessalonians 5, 12 and 13. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you to esteem them very highly in love for the sake of their work. So Paul isn't saying, you know, disrespect us when he says that we're nothing. All he's saying is that we are nothing compared to God. And that's true of all of us. We're a load of nothings compared to God. Because it's only God that gives the increase. It is Christ who is the foundation. Paul wasn't saying disregard our work. It's hard work being a farmer. It's hard work digging a foundation and laying a foundation. Paul worked hard in those 18 months. But he's saying the important thing is God. The important thing is Christ, the foundation. That's why we need to have the right sense of perspective and proportion in our lives. Paul wants those who are leaders in Corinth to take care how they build on the foundation. Take care. But it's not just the leaders who build. All of us are builders. We all build. If we are on the foundation of Christ, we're all building something. And we're all building with something. And Paul talks about um, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay and straw. And if we're in Christ, we need to be careful how we're building. Take great care. Be diligent. Because, you know, I I used to think that we were just building when we were in church, when we were doing church things. Actually, we should be doing church things 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We should be doing church things at work, church things at home, church things in leisure, time. By church things, I mean... Doing all in the name of Jesus. If you can't do it in the name of Jesus, don't do it. If Jesus can't put his name to what you're doing, don't do it. That's what I mean by doing church things. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, because we are building. There was an old Sunday school song from way back when, when I was a little nipper. We are building day by day. Something like that it went. And we are. We're building. But what are we building with? Now Paul said to these people in Corinth, you're behaving like mere men. Like unsaved people we would say today. Non-Christians. That's how you're behaving. So actually, while you're behaving like that, you're building with wood, hay and stubble. Or uh, wood, hay and straw. 
Stubble is the new authorised version. That's what I grew up with. <laughs> so, behaving like mere men is building with what in the day, the day of judgment, is going to be just burnt up. Now, Paul says, these are the works of the flesh. This is Galatians 5. And when we are people of the flesh, immature, not growing up, behaving like mere men, this is the kind of thing that you get involved with. Sexual immorality, it happens in the church. Impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. That's going over the top. You can have a a food orgy as well as a sex orgy. But Paul says, I warn you as I warned you before. And he's writing to Christians. You know, if this wasn't relevant to Christians, Paul wouldn't have written it. So he says, I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I don't believe that when a person is saved, they can be lost. I know that's controversial, and if you disagree with me, that's fair enough. But that's where I stand. But there are Christians who will not have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. And that's the thing. We need to have the kind of perspective where we are looking forward to the day, the day of judgment, when what we have done will be judged by the fire of God. And if it's any of the stuff that's recorded in Galatians 5:19 to 21, the whole lot is going to be burned up because it can't enter the kingdom. But Paul says, if your works are burned up, if what you've done in your life is totally destroyed and incinerated, you will yet be saved, so as by fire. Because we're not saved by our works. We're saved by Christ. We're saved by God. We're saved by the work of the Holy Spirit in bringing us to Christ and opening our eyes and opening our ears and opening our heart to the Word of God. That's how we're saved. In 2 Corinthians 5, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. In Revelation 11, verses 15 to 18, We read, then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Wonderful day that will be. And he shall reign forever and ever. Don't you love the Messiah? I do. 
and he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, and for reward in your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. There is the day. The day. And if we have the right perspective, we will be living with the day in view. When we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm pausing deliberately because that is an awesome day. That is an awesome day. And we need to live our lives in the light of that day. Because that is what counts. That's what matters. You see, we haven't been saved just to scrape into heaven. We've been saved to inherit the kingdom. And if we waste our time living like mere men, We won't receive any inheritance in the kingdom. Peter talks about an abundant entrance in 2 Peter chapter 1. An abundant entrance into the eternal kingdom. I want to have an abundant entrance. Not because on occasion I preach in Jubilee Church or do whatever on a Sunday but because of what I do at home, because of what I've done at work, because of what I do in my leisure time, because of my walk with God, because I want to be building with gold, silver and precious stones that will withstand the fire of God. How can we do that? Well, In Galatians 5.22, we have the fruit of the Spirit, if I can find the right bit of paper, with the verses typed out on it. There we go. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Now, I agree with those who say that The fruit of the Spirit is love. And all the other things that are the fruit of the Spirit are varieties of love. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. I want to finish with this. If we build like this, then we will have a rich reward in the kingdom. Show love generously to everyone, including your enemies. 
Give joyfully, not begrudgingly. Peace with everyone. Be patient and long-suffering with those who provoke you. Show kindness to those who don't deserve it. Keep faith with those you have made promises to. Be gentle with the young, the frail and the suffering. Have your natural appetites under control so that they do not control you. And the Apostle John, we can't leave him out. We've had Paul and we've had Peter and now this is John. Little children, love one another for love is of God. Now maybe God has spoken to you this morning through something I've said. And you know that you need some new perspectives and new proportions in your life. Because you want to build with only gold, silver and precious stones. So that when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you will receive a reward. Now, if God has spoken to you, I'd like to give time now for you to do business with God and for you to have some new perspectives. Paul spoke earlier about something fresh. Let's think about fresh perspectives and fresh proportions in our lives so that our lives are more filled with all the varieties of love. Because that's what growing up is all about. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we don't want to stay as children, but we want to speak the word in love, we want to act out the word in love, And grow up into Christ, who is the head. Christ is the all-important one. God is the all-important one. The Holy Spirit, who has come to be with us as Christ was with the disciples, is the all-important one. That in everything he might have the preeminence. Father, I pray that you just help those who you have spoken to this morning to come and do business with you and open their hearts to more of your love and to grow up into you, into a mature man. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. As the band comes up and leads us into more worship as far as singing is concerned, if you want to come. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any
Thanks for listening.